0: Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and Mr. Beerman, bring me a beer.
1: I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading the Sandman Preludes and Nocturnes by Neil Gaiman, starting with a beer. So this applies about one issue in. This is a beer called Double Quick from Finback, because that's how how enthusiastic the the salmon is about getting his shit back. Like I need that now. I need a double quick. Uh, this is double IPA. That is 9% alcohol. And it is dry up with Simcoe, Rukkau, and But It has a dash. maybe like an apostrophe. It's like a Hawaiian word. Like WATI or something. <laughs> I think it was one of the characters in Moana. <laughs> and it's delicious. Super, super uh, sort of tropical flavors in there. So um, why are we doing this book again? I think they're making a uh, show. Netflix. Oh, Netflix yeah. is doing it. So this is a... Not our first, but one of the few graphic novels we've done. And this one is actually just third. Yeah, we've done the two Alan Moore ones, and that might be it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, This is it's. We haven't done Mouse yet. (laughs) Persepolis, like the other ones that everyone knows. I have no idea what that is, but yes, Uh, it's about the Iranian Revolution. Yeah, man, that is an interesting topic
2: for a graphic novel. But okay.
1: Now this one was actually published as a monthly comic book at first and then was collected into editions and there've been a bunch of versions of that as this is one of those you know if you're a comic nerd Sandman is is like ooh what a great you know it's right up there with a lot of other things apparently so we're reading the first collection which is called Preludes and Nocturnes and this is the first 8 issues of the comic which would go rerun run for 76 issues i believe starting in 19 definitely 1989 It is written by Neil Gaiman, who we've done a bunch of his books before. And there are a bunch of illustrators, but since this is an auditory medium, I don't think... We're going to describe each panel in detail. It's going to take a very long time. And, you know, because I'm sure everyone's going to recognize the names of Sam Keith, Mike Dringenberg, and Malcolm Jones III, who were the uh, illustrators. And it is a DC comic, so
2: Batman is in it.
1: (laughs) So that was the pitch for it was... It would be. It would take place in the DC universe. That was like part of the creation process. But they're really more just like mentioned in this one, at least. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what happens later. No, I don't either. It's been. I wanted to read this for a long time, so I'm glad we got to got to do it. So it starts off with most of it does take place in more or less the
0: present day of the 1980s, and the main character, Dream, or The Sandman has a very 80s haircut. He looks exactly
2: like Alice Cooper and or Robert Smith had a baby. I thought he looked like Sid
1: Vicious had a baby with Michael Myers.
2: Okay, yeah, I can see that too. The paleness with Michael Myers, but also Alice Cooper.
1: Or really, he just looked like what I imagine Neil Gaiman thought he looked like in 1989. (laughs) (laughs) So it starts out, though, with
0: sort of the first first chapter, first edition? First First issue. issue. Issue, oh, there you go, that's a good word for it uh, For Uh These are comic books after all So the first <laughs> issue, first panel, first issue uh, 1916 And then you see a bunch of like, you know Fancy British dudes And they're like, guys going to a mansion And they've got like, they've got this thing He's got this like, book Called the Magdalene Grimoire And they're just like Clearly gonna do some dark magic with it But you really don't know what it is at first and then it cuts to panels of just other people, like a little girl, a guy on the front lines in uh, World War World War One, a bunch of other people, and of course, it's kind of about dreams, um, and that's kind of how it starts. There's there's a mysterious ritual that happens, then the mysterious ritual like kind of ends, and then you have no idea what had what that had to do with anything, except <laughs> then cause then you
1: but it, it, you're it, gonna learn
0: that, well, and then
1: it, I can brought the. It brought this guy, or this thing. You don't even know. But they're trying to summon something. Because you could tell on the page where they just say, come, about a hundred times, like it's the end of a job scene. Like, <laughs> come, come already, come. And, um, and and then you see this like gas mask wearing caped dude appear in their circle. And they're like, he just came. And uh, you don't know who he is, but he's wearing this. Like bug gas mask, which is a nod to apparently there's like an old timey D.C. character called the Sandman who would wear a gas mask at least some of the time. And it's kind of based on that. And then they're like, mm. sweet, we got the guy. And then all those people that you had seen before, like whatever, Fritz and the, on the front lines in Germany, they stop sleeping. They cannot or they or they never wake up. Yeah, sleep, or they go
0: to sleep and never wake up.
1: But their sleep is fucked up, like
0: they have the worst sleep apnea. Would you say it's almost like they're having a nightmare? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is from Nightmare Brewery, oh, which I, is why I picked it. This is a uh, very uh, interesting beer, though. Interesting. The name of the beer, the name of the beer is Scafism. Oh God, Scafism? Yes, Scafism. Oh no, would, yeah. <laughs> I had never heard of it before. Anyway, this is an imperial stout brewed with honey, lactose, and cold-aged on Tahitian vanilla and Peruvian cacao. That's funny. Is For that, people who don't know what scafism is, is
1: that the Persian I had thing? to look it up.
2: Scafism thing? Yeah, it's it's considered one of the more creative ways of uh, execution where they tie you to something, usually like a raft on a boat, and they would smother you in milk and honey.
1: And then let bugs eat you. Imagine out. unless they like had a lot of bugs on hand, you must have died of just exposure first. I think flies like of being really like, sticky. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm so sticky. <laughs> like, uh, I'd rather die you. than be this sticky. <laughs> that is that is a creative way. That's like from the you had to really think about some shit. Uh, the to Persians made that up, I think.
1: I believe. Yeah, it was, suppose, yeah. according to Wikipedia, oh. it's uh, made up by the Persians. it's right up there with, like, the blood eagle and forcing people to listen to Yanni to death and (laughs) the other terrible forms of execution used by humanity. So this beer
0: is 17% alcohol. Much like dying from scaphism. (laughs) And it is really, like, just thick. Is it made with honey? Yeah. What's in it? I feel like I had that beer. Honey, lactose, and then aged on vanilla and cacao. Yeah, I do have that. Very chocolate. It is like super chocolatey. Though it's not super sweet. I mean it's a bit sweet, but it's not super sweet. So it, you get kind of like it tastes like bitter chocolate. It's really it tastes like you're
1: drinking bitter chocolate. Like that shitty baker's chocolate that your mom has in the fridge and you're like, That's not real. Don't <laughs> fall for that and again. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's really, quick.
0: I'm not really getting vanilla. I mean, I believe it that it's there. It's just like... The chocolate is just so strong. And the 17% alcohol? I mean, it doesn't... It doesn't taste like it's 17%, but it... You can taste it. You <laughs> can feel my blood hurting a little. Ooh. This is this is really intense. That's it's like a drinking a pint, mm-hmm. a pint of wine.
1: A pint of port. Yeah,
0: actually. <laughs> wine is less alcoholic than this.
1: Yeah. Which ones are, yeah. Nice. So... Then they have this dude, and then there's a whole lot of like time jumping stuff, like just like time lapse stuff of the weird guy who had the fucking who read in the ceremony. Then it's like his son, and then like some of the shit. That the they aristocratic cooked. family, yeah, that was in control of this secret
2: society.
0: But it, you eventually find out that they have the they have the dude. They have the the Sandman. They have a in a cage In the basement But it's like a glass case
1: It's like, it's like a, a big crystal like a, ball
0: It's a big but snow be, globe But because <laughs> he sand. is a But because he's literally A god He doesn't need to eat Or drink Or use the restroom He's literally just Imprisoned oh, he's in, just the in there Oh in there For 70 years Yeah it, It's really disgusting They
1: were trying to summon And capture death So they could be immortal But
2: they
0: got the wrong number <laughs> <laughs> So Basically yes, and they they're trying to be immortal, but they think he is death. They actually don't know that he isn't. They fi-
2: they figure it out while he's in there. They're but, like, I but, looked at this picture in this grimoire, and they're like, oh, this guy with this creepy mask. I guess that's dream. The guy with
1: the '80s haircut. Oh, okay, must
0: be the dream guy. is so
1: what happens when they get the illiterate guy to write the spell and they're like, death. Yeah, that seems like a, the right letters. <laughs> he wrote dream. <laughs> Damn it! That is not the bidding I demanded from you. <laughs>
0: Yep. And so he's in there, and, and so the first guy that imprisons him, like everybody there who imprisons him, they just basically die of old age because they like, you know, Cause they, they 19, just get really 20, old. There's
1: no medicine yet. <laughs> and because they
2: can't get immortality from him because he's not death.
0: But he, eventually after like everyone, everyone dies and some of the, some of the artifacts or whatever they're called get, you know. Get lost or sold off, or that, which becomes be a big part them. of the plot, recapturing them. Um, eventually, one of the guards around the snow globe, he kind of, like, daydreams, and that's enough for this dream, this sand, the Sandman, to basically invade his dreams and then well, because take him the, over. Uh,
2: the guy with the, the old guy in the wheelchair breaks the circle of protection spell with his, with his wheelchair, thus breaking the protection and so Sandman can now suck into your head
0: oh I see missed that part and I was like guy that's that's, a pretty, that's
2: a pretty standard um, you know TV TV and comic book version of how uh, spells work is if you if you break the
1: circle the spell is no longer uh, holds what's inside of it captive and he does it by the the wheelchair equivalent of like when your sneakers leave a, skif- like a skid mark on the, str- on the he's, tile. He's Tokyo drifting in his uh, in his wheelchair. <laughs> but he's in a wheelchair. It's more like Boca drifting. <laughs> drifting off to sleep at four thirty after the early brood special. Yeah, <laughs> finish that Jello cup. So then he escapes and he's like all fucking naked and goth, like a fucking broody Tim Burton lookalike <laughs> guy who loves the Cure he absolutely loves the cure because he's Robert Smith and then he dresses himself like what should I wear and if you look back in the beginning he was wearing like fucking a cape and a unitard thing and he's like no nah, I'm gonna go full goth now and he wears like a trench coat and black Doc Martens and shit <laughs> Like, oh, all right, cool, it's like dude. if the crow had to like blend in but refused <laughs> yeah He's so goth that all of his dialogue bubbles are black.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're black with white text
2: and his eyes are black with white pupils.
1: So then, of course, when he's out like all those like characters that had been sleeping a lot or unable to sleep or whatever, they all just snap out of it. And there was some weird shit in there like the one lady who's been just in a dream, you know, could not wake up for 60 years and someone had raped her and she had a child while in and, a coma and yeah. never and they're like ooh and then she wakes up and she's like I think I had a baby I <laughs> dreamt about that like okay yeah weird weird Neil all right and then uh it is very dark yeah it's dark fantasy and then he leaves and he's like now I got to go get my shit back and that's basically issue 1 and then you meet these two guys that look like they're the biggest fucking nerds but they want to dress like Wolverine from their stupid hair
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: And I had to look it up. They're named Cain and Abel, and uh, they're apparently all their characters that existed in the DC world. And they just—I are... thought it was a
2: biblical thing.
1: I th- it mean, how could it not be? But it's Cain um, does continually kill Abel, and he is reborn. Like, that's what you get for having a better offering, or if the... I forget what that story was about, uh, nicer goat. I don't know. You sweet ass. <laughs> so then they. They're apparently like, they they they've been like watching the Sandman's house or something. <laughs> like they, they're they're nearby. In his, yeah, they live they live next
2: door to his cul-de-sac in Dreamtopia, or something.
1: And, uh, and then they he's like, "Where's my shit?" And then they're like, "I don't fucking know." And the other one's like, "I know because I'm stupid." And then then they that's comedic relief. Like, <laughs> I got to go find my crap. And then they also introduced the character of John D. Short for D's nuts. Uh who <laughs> is uh well, he looks like Gollum. <laughs>
2: he looks like Gollum if Gollum had advanced cancer.
1: And the worst eczema. <laughs> just horrific. Like they tried to cure his cancer by just giving him Indian burns. They try to cure his cancer with a different cancer. <laughs> It's like cutting a diamond, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> the only way. <laughs> like he's and and uh, and his that's old, the homeopathic cure for cancer. <laughs> <laughs> you just grind up a teeny bit of tumor
0: <laughs> and then dilute it in
1: oceans of water, <laughs> but the water remembers that you have cancer and,
0: <laughs> and then dab it on your skin.
1: There you're cured. I had a professor. No, he was a professor of music theory, but <laughs> he oh, there you go. Was a professor, and he was really, really knowledgeable about that. And he swore by homeopathy. I was like, I think that's bullshit, dude. And he's like, No, no, no. And this sort of guy. This is what he says. I know it works because I've used it to cure me, and I've used it to cure cats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I <was> like, oh, <laughs> don't ask me about all the dead dogs in my backyard, though. <laughs> Because his, his thinking was, you know, the cat doesn't know what a placebo is. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, <laughs> well, let's get back to that species counterpoint exercise <laughs> we're talking about. <laughs> so then he has to go get his things, and I forget the order, but he has to go get he has to get his pouch of sand. He has to get his helm, and he has to get his dreamstone. Oh, but first he has to summon the witches from Hocus Pocus so he could find them.
2: They're the witches from
1: uh, Greek stuff, the weird sisters. But look at them! Look yeah, at yeah, that's Hocus Pocus. That's almost. the fucking witches from Hocus. I mean, uh, Hocus Pocus came after this, so there's like they the ho- copied the hot blonde one. Then there's like I mean, then there's like the redheaded one who's not very good looking, and then there's the the heavy set dark haired one. Like that's that's the witches from Hocus Pocus. <laughs> And they they play a game of the the very higher stakes version of twenty questions, one question. <laughs> 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 and he just asks them questions and they give, you know, typical cryptic answers like that answer his question, but don't give him everything he wants to know, of course. But he's like, All right, let me go find my shit and this is where you see Batman for a hot second. Batman at one point had the dreamstone. He and took he, it from someone. Who will be revealed later?
2: I think it's also the Green Lantern with him.
1: They they do, they do also meet later on uh, the Martian Manhunter, right? He's in it yeah, for a hot spot. Great name
2: for a gay bar too.
1: Well, he's also, but uh, he's in uh, he's in like a little like uh booty show and robe. Yeah, <laughs> and he's clearly the Martian milf hunter. <laughs> <laughs> so then he's like, I gotta go find my shit. Let me go find my shit, and uh, he meets. John Constantine, which,
0: which according to Wikipedia is also a character from another. Can are yeah. used to them. They maybe? made a
2: they made a movie and they had a TV show for it too. Really? Yeah, he's like you know DC's
1: uh, demon hunter. character. Well, now he's John Istanbul. It was yes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> he got married. <laughs> <laughs> once, yeah, I'm sorry. Once once gay marriage was allowed, <laughs> the demon hunter guy. <laughs> <laughs> Married again, another Turk <laughs> And you meet John Constantine And apparently
0: John Constantine Had the The pouch of sand At one point But then At one, But then He like Left and went away What did he go to Jail His you know, his junkie girlfriend Took it while he was out Killing demons Yeah Yeah there you go So basically it's His girlfriend took it And then But he didn't know And so years later It's like where Oh I bet I know What happened That girl
1: took it and so they go find her. But first they go through an elaborate thing of him checking all of his pockets, basically. <laughs> like, he knows he doesn't have it. And he's like, let me check that drawer again. <laughs> maybe maybe it's the back of the drawer.
0: <laughs> well, that's what happens when you lose something. You check the same five places over and
1: over and over again. And it's either there or it's not there. It is really frustrating, but it, it is true. And then you'll check the same pocket for the ninth time. You're like, maybe I have a... I went too fast. (laughs) See, like, slow-motion check your pocket?
2: You forget which pocket is a dimensional pocket, and you have to check again.
1: But it ends up looking like you're just checking yourself for lumps. (laughs) So then they find it, and it's at the Junkie Girl's house, which has been turned into a weird dream bake oven full of meatball. Yeah. And uh, they go in there, and they find... I forget what what happens there. I mean, I know it ends, but I don't remember what... They did to solve that problem.
2: Uh sh- This the the pocket sand has,
0: which I could not help. It was on the nightstand, yeah, next to her. Uh, every time they because she's it. been literally asleep for now for years. And heroin will do that to you. Just <laughs> just covered in uh, lesions, sores, <laughs> and they wake her up, Uh and so they wake her up. And go, oh, here it is, and she's like, oh, but she's clearly gonna die. So the Sandman. Is nice and gives her a very nice dream for her to drift off to death in, because you know he's, One a, he's last a good eight ball. dude. And <laughs> she's gone because he's like a good dude. He's just also very troubled, I guess. Like just very angry. boys.
2: The Fleetwood Mac song was written about him. Dreams. Yeah, I don't
1: even know the words of that is that. Uh... Another one about only how happens they th- All fucked th- each other in the band, and then they broke. The- they messed things up a bit. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, you're right. He gives her like a one last dream where she's not gross looking. Like she looks like um, like a thin hot. She,
2: lo- <laughs> she looks like the lady that
1: comes out of the shower and The Shining. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. For a book that that has a fair amount of cartoon boobies in it, these are by far the worst ones. <laughs> <laughs> <You see? laughs> so now once he's reattached his pouch, which is definitely not his balls to get things done, <laughs> he can go on to the next quest. But you know, he's nice. He gives he also gives Constantine like a he dream cures his nightmares. Or yeah, whenever. He gives him some Xanax. Says like, <laughs> dude, just, just chill out. And he's like, listen, she left some heroin, this'll help. You uh, <laughs> he won't dream about fucking anything. Then he goes to hell because it turns out that that's where his helmet is. Someone traded his helmet to a demon.
2: He doesn't know which one, so he's got to go visit Lucifer and find out who's got it. And then he has to have a demon fight. A <laughs> demon fight, like who knows, like who knows Jack or whatever demon edition. You don't What's know who? Jack. That's what it's called.
1: <laughs> what is he? you know? Oh. It's like those like the trivia questions you play with your friends on the internet. It's I was trying to understand this scene. I've read it twice cuz it's just like it's like an improv game. Yeah, it's like it's, who, like, who it's could, like paper who rock scissors but yes first.
2: It's paper rock scissors but with um evolution. And you have to out evolve the thing that the other guy says like I'm a horse, like I'm a snake that bites a horse, like I'm a mongoose that bites a snake, like I'm the concept of death. It's like, "Oh, that's jumping a few steps, but all right." Uh, well, he, one guy
1: becomes an anthrax. He does. I he am becomes an anthrax. anthrax yeah. And then he's like, I'm a supernova. Meh. <laughs> Checkmate. And then everyone's like, Those are the rules. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that is how really? you win. Those are the rules? It really is just <laughs> like an improv game, except yes and? Yeah, it's like, Who couldn't say yes and? Like, that's how you win the game. You give it someone's like, Oh, fuck, I don't know what to say. I don't have a response to that. There's that even like winning? a, there's even like a demon show host,
2: game show host with two mouths.
1: Well, they're playing whose helm is it anyway? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he, he wins.
2: I oh, know this guy with two mouths is the guy who he's playing against, but they both put on suits and white gloves so they can compete in style.
1: Yeah. And like fedoras. That's <laughs> <laughs> settled this like gentlemen in 1941. And then he And also the- Lucifer
2: looks a lot like David Bowie.
1: Yeah, I am <laughs> thinking. Also, I get a vibe of the uh, Clockwork Orange movie guy, Malcolm McDowell, and what he looks like in that movie. Mm.
2: Yeah, I could see that. And so, uh, and so he yeah. wins the helm back from the guy by beating him in a game of mouth charades, and a bunch of other weird sex demons come up and like tie him up in barbed wires. He's like, "We're gonna go do
1: some sex stuff to him," and he's like, "That's cool," because I guess he's a demon. He lost. Well, because uh, the Satan is like punish him. He sucked at that game, and you know, you know the rules of hell wordplay games is deeper hell. Game night is fucking serious in hell. <laughs> it's like no, 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 no. You rolled doubles three times. <laughs> you go to jail now. That's a century <laughs> of penis glass. No, no, we don't put shit under free parking. <laughs> I don't care what you think you do there <laughs> Fucking Oh yeah and then Satan's like Oh yeah you could have your helmet But you can't leave Because I'm the devil Suck my dick And of course Sandman is always cleverer than everybody And he's like if you fucking keep me here That will actually It's, like, it's, it's better bad. for hell It's bad I'm for out. business Because what makes hell awesome Is that the people here can dream about not being in hell So that was kind of clever It's like oh he's really good at this word game yeah Satan there was another one way we can defeat term. him <laughs> <laughs> and then then the Sandman makes everyone have a dream where they shit their pants and then <laughs> <laughs> the other thing he must have tried to do that when he was trapped in that glass bowl for 70 years just gave everyone like really confusing wet dreams <laughs> like they dreamt they were fucking their moms and they just and they just, oh no a goat oh, with the no. face of their mom the fact that they're fucking their dads <laughs> Oh, this is I'm conflicted <laughs> about this. <laughs> um, so then he leaves. He goes. He leaves it hell. But then you find out. Well, then the next thing that really fucking happens is John John D's nuts escapes from Arkham Asylum, and he gets taunted by the Scarecrow. Yeah, I didn't realize that was him at first.
2: Yeah. Was, well, the, there's a picture of a big scarecrow behind his head when you first yeah, see him.
1: But there was just like there's a lot of like weird fucking images in this, so yeah. I didn't pay attention to all of them. But then, later on, I realized when he 's wearing the scarecrow costume, it was a little that that was obvious enough, even for me
2: yeah, and you 're still not sure what the fuck is going on in any of these parts
1: It started to make sense around here, though i still wasn 't one hundred percent sure who the fuck John d was though there is a real historical john d Rockefeller, Rockefeller. <laughs> did we both make that joke uh, <laughs> that's the only John D that I know no there was a John d was a uh, in the court of um elizabeth the first he was an alchemist and occultist and um but also like back when like the distinction between astronomy and astrology didn't really exist mm. um so he was or being
0: a doctor and not being a doctor <laughs> exactly yeah either. like
1: you could be a doctor but also an expert on demons <laughs> like well i practice i practice uh, the demon branch of medicine because <laughs> it was just that and you know i also cook
2: horses <laughs> <laughs> Most of my medicine is horse meat based.
1: But I mean, yeah, John D was a uh, a guy who I don't, don't fucking know how he died. I think he just—I don't think he was executed or anything. It was like, him, go fucking find a way to turn that shit into gold, dude, and um and work about you know divination and nonsense. So I'm, he must be named after that character. That can't be a ca- an accident.
0: Okay, so on page um one twenty one. Dr D or whatever his name is uh escapes Which is from Boston song Dr D Escape Dr D escapes from the asylum and then the next couple of pages are this weird like space baby thing Yeah I don't know what that was <laughs> Like you remember this part like, Oh yeah I'm, looking, I'm the, looking, uh.
2: that was like, the guy it was the guy's dream in the next part it, Oh it was um Scott
1: Free <laughs> Yeah he gets right. off I still don't understand it though <laughs> Like, why that was the dream. Why they needed
0: literally three, four pages. Because when you have the
2: magic power of dreams, you can get real weird. And that's what Neil Gaiman does. You can do
1: literally anything for any reason. So they indulge fully in that. But Neil Gaiman wasn't famous yet, you know, in 1989. He hadn't really done that much. Really? I mean, his most famous shit that I knew, I mean, maybe I just... Hindsight or whatever thing, like based on when I learned about him, but all of his big novels were in the two thousands or the late nineties.
2: Was he maybe he was a comic book guy? I don't don't really know like that much about him as a person.
1: I don't think there's anything to know. He's a strange man. (laughs) He'll never get a straight answer. I do know he wrote a book about Duran Duran in the eighties. That is odd. It's a weird guy. It's the only. It was like a book he wrote in like nineteen eighty three for money, like. An up and coming writer, like, write one of those bullshit fan books kind of things. And it's the only book of his that's not in print.
2: (laughs) Is it a book about the band? Like, yeah,
1: yeah, it's a book about Duran Duran. Like, like the kind, I imagine the kind of book that like middle schoolers who had crushes on the guys in Duran Duran would have bought. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, so he only started writing comic stuff in 86, 87. And he wrote like some little, all right, so I guess, you know. He had proved himself to a degree. And comics were still money then. People still bought them.
0: Yeah. They weren't just fodder for movies. So then, Dr. so Doctor D uh, basically hitchhikes. By hitchhikes, I mean, gets some lady to he pick carjacks. up. carjacks. <laughs> carjacks, yeah, exactly. And then takes out a gun. Where he got the gun? No idea. Just has a gun. And says, now from the Drive guard me. Yeah, he, oh, yeah, he, there you go. Him the guard. No, drive me to. Some my
2: storage place. unit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I need to look at my old files or my collection of toasters.
0: Oh, I see. Scott Free. And he, and is he a, a character in DC? Scott Free.
1: I fucking no idea. I have
0: no idea. Yeah, either. Either. but he's the and, guy. And they, who,
1: he's like oh, he's, he's looking like, the Justice League files. He's the Justice League tech support. <laughs> Just, I mean, hey, that Batman, seems to did be trying turning it off and on again.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised he's not in India.
1: <laughs> this was the '80s. This is this is before you
2: know free trade. And Scott Free seems to be actually the Justice League's like computer guy because they still have you know the computer is still the size of a, of a room. Like, listen, yeah, I have to exactly. go through kilobytes of data
0: for this same thing. <laughs> we just, just record. We just we just published the NeuroMancer episode where he. Had to download the three megabytes of, <laughs> uh, which was an entire con- uploaded consciousness. It was three megabytes. It
2: depends on the consciousness, but it's possible.
0: Could could have been a pollock.
2: <laughs> it's two and a half megabytes of pierogi recipes.
1: So <laughs> it's like a very simple script. Like input pierogi, output joy <laughs> <laughs> and duty. <laughs>
2: So Scott is like, I know what we can do. It, we're finding for, looking for this uh, magic rock. We'll go ask the only Justice League member who's not out of town on business,
1: a Martian. And the Martian immediately recognizes him. And is like, oh, Lord Martian Dream Guy. And he has a name for him. Lord Lozorel. Yeah, that's a, I think that's a medicine you take when you can't sleep, actually. It is. Lord Lorazepam.
2: Lorazepam. <laughs>
1: And then he's like, oh, I remember that that ruby thing. Right? It's so in
2: our cool. storage unit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it is. <laughs> oh, did I remember to pay the rent on that thing? <laughs> oh, fuck. Shit, is it still I'm there? I'm <laughs> not a
2: goddamn accountant. I'm a superhero. They, just,
0: they throw it all out.
2: <laughs> it's on Storage Wars.
0: <laughs> wow, I found this ruby.
2: It's and it's a legit, just like a storage unit with like a shutter in a driveway. Not even like secured. The Justice League's storage <laughs> unit of supervillain artifacts <laughs> is at a fucking
1: U store.
0: It's in a lock. It in.
1: Lock it in. <laughs> with, they got a padlock. It's okay. Marsha Manders like, listen. I, when my girlfriend moved in, I had to hide some stuff. From, so if you, there's some boxes, just don't even worry about it. Uh, the ruby's not in those. Uh, I know they're marked dildos. Do not clean. Don't. (laughs) Just ignore it. That's not, I'm telling you, it's not there. Your nose deceives you. (laughs) (laughs) But unfortunately,
2: Dr. D, uh, poster child of leprosy and
1: tuberculosis at the same time, gets the surgeon at first. The lady hijacks, uh, asks if he has AIDS. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, is that, that's that's not AIDS, (laughs) right?
2: He's like, nope, definitely not AIDS. Just
1: being a creep. I mean, in 1989, a people were far less knowledgeable and yes. far more scared of what AIDS was.
2: She is weird, weirdly accepting of him. He does look like an actual
1: dead body with, like, no lips. Well, maybe in you know, 1989, her, her, she was like, you don't have AIDS, right? And he was like, no. She was like, I really thought you were gay. Because that was that was all you needed to know in 1989 about AIDS. Yeah, were Magic Johnson. So I, I misremembered how this happened.
2: He gets to the storage unit and he uses the you know combo lock
0: and gets in to the Justice League secret base. Um, and he tries to touch this <laughs> the. The st- password was one two three four. <laughs> the the combo was one two three four.
2: <laughs> and uh, he touches the stone, but it has been altered. So it gives him anaphylaxis and he passes out
1: because he's now <laughs> allergic to it or something. And it, it breaks out in dream hives <laughs> because John D. has has put his own somehow like magic. He or carved circuits possi- into it or something. I don't possible know. aids into the stone. He did maybe <sighs>
2: give the stone something. He gave, it, he gave it super gonorrhea. Remember that was a thing? like. Three or four years ago? I think it was in Canada.
0: Is this is this super gonorrhea or multi-drug resistant gonorrhea?
2: Are those different things?
0: I, I don't know. What's what's super I think
2: gonorrhea? it was it was drug resistant. That's why they called it super gonorrhea, but they maybe they thought that they thought that sounded too cool. So they, maybe they changed it.
0: <laughs> yeah. That doesn't no, get insane. Headline on local news. <laughs> Watch out for super gonorrhea. Top notch
1: guns. Super gonorrhea, able to burn while you pee in a single bound, <laughs> able to form a cauliflower-like growth on your cock faster than a speeding bullet. <laughs> so then, yeah, he gets uh, the, he gets um, rube rube tarted and uh, he can't he can't have a stone anymore. And then comes a very weird issue of the Johnny
2: D in th- the
0: diner taking yeah.
2: the. Taking the dreamstone to a diner and having a ball with a guy ball who
1: looks like pancakes. Louis Anderson, yeah, who like eats someone's face, much <laughs> like Louis Anderson. <laughs>
0: it does look like Louis Anderson.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. This was a very weird issue. Yeah, I'm that gonna that was eat very... your
1: face. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna
0: just Where look at Do- it, <laughs> Doctor D. So he he tells the he literally shows up at a diner and it's just he has the dreamstone, the dream ruby or whatever. In his pocket, and he's just sitting at the diner, just hanging out, watching people. And after a couple of hours, he decides to start messing with their heads.
1: After his, because he f- can, he's sitting in a diner for hours. After his forty cup of coffee, <laughs> he's peed one thousand times. It's just he's like a straw, well, like a, a straw that opens in two ends. He just pours the coffee in and just <laughs> evacuates. And then what happens, Nate? <laughs> There's, like, backstory from, like, all the different
0: people who are just kind of the regulars there, especially the lesbian. She <laughs> features prominently because everyone is, like, because it's 1989, so the people are, like, oh, it's, it's unnatural. <laughs> you know, she just needs a good man. To, they said
1: that, like, 12 times. <laughs> She's wearing her cool Joy Division shirt or jacket that says, rude girl on it. <laughs> She's so edgy. Yeah, it was. It doesn't uh, say it, it was, like not feminism subtle. or something.
0: No, it's got the it's got the interlocking it's got the two symbols.
1: I- interlocking, yeah. Uh, it's, I believe it's they're recording. scissoring. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not that, uh, I've heard about this, on the internet. When I'm alone. And then eventually, there's kind of like nothing
0: happening. It's just kind of like, oh, the different characters are just talking about their like backstories, and oh yeah, Betty likes to write novels, and then. Talks about the dreams and then he just starts to mess with them and then suddenly they're like, literally like stabbing each other and he just he gives the them TV he gives weird. them bath salts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. There you go. The dreamstone is <laughs> the, the power of the salts. Yes. <laughs> and yet they're all like locked in into the, in, into the diner, but also worldwide people are having like waking nightmares and going completely crazy, and like. You know, beating the shit out of each other and killing each other, and then he makes them all fuck on the floor. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> and then they all murder each other, and then like Betty is hammering nails into people's hands. I wonder if that's Jesus imagery.
1: It's hmm. three nails. I like though, no, um, but it's um probably not. When you see him on someone's shoulders, and it says God on his (laughs) chest, like that's he wants. It's very subtle. He's got all of a sudden he has hair for the first time, and he looks like Hulk Hogan. He has the Hulk Hogan hairline, like Hulk Hogan today, or even in nineteen eighty-seven. See, he kind of looks like the crypt keeper to me. Yeah, he does. Is this an aged, an aging Hulk Hogan? That horrendous haircut, but you just grow your horseshoe out really long. as if that's going to fool anybody um and then they all fuck and he he just likes to watch and you could say he's like really fucking with the social fabric <laughs> you forgot we had beers on this podcast this is social, social. Oh, jimmy did <laughs> yeah <laughs> fucking dummy <laughs> <laughs> oh god this is one of those like fucking silver font on silver can ones <laughs> Uh, this is Social Fabric, a Double Dry Hopped Double India Pale Ale from Finback. That's 8% alcohol that is uh, dropped with mosaic and 007. And uh, we've had this before. I've had this before, I think. Mm. Oh, well, it's a good. good IPA. A little more body and sweetness than the other. Well, a little more like, not sweetness. A little more body, a little drier than the last one, I should say. So then um, they fuck a lot. The lesbian still does not turn, but he tries. But she does stab her eyes out. And she says, Now I can see, or something like that. I can see the glory. And she presents the second set of boobies in the book, better than the old, the horrible ones. Um, objectively. Yeah. Objectively. But yeah, th- this is when they're like hacking people to death. <laughs> and she's just like, Let me get these tatays out. And as the nerd as reader you do, you in know. 1989, boy was like, fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the last panel, you see the Sandman. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> see you next month.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really... And he doesn't even, like, get the stone. I mean, yeah, they're right, that's the next issue. It's just... Uh... That was an absolute, just complete detour
1: into something completely random. Well,
2: it was showing the power of the stone.
1: Yeah, I feel like you could have done that in a, two pages, four even, not 30. And you just wanted to get I a mean, little it freaky. It wasn't bad. It's just weird. It wasn't bad, but
0: I can only imagine, you know, if you've been a reader of the series, at waiting each month for one to come out and then this comes out. Like, wait, so what happens? Because literally, it's the kind of thing where it doesn't move the plot along, like really at all. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's also very fucked up. But anyway, and then the next, the next issue, he fights with the guy. This is this is this is the fight. Yeah. So he talks to uh, the Sandman, also known as Dream, talks to Doctor D, in his creepy black, t- ble- creepy white text on black. Text bubbles. Um, And they do a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Or they do a thing. They have a dream
1: fight. They have a fucking dragon ball fight. (laughs) Just, like, shoot laser beams at each other.
0: But yet it's, like, Hail Caesar. Oh, yeah. Thing.
1: uh, That's, like, more of the power of the dreams, I guess. Yeah. He,
0: like, sends them into the dream world. And it's like, okay, now we're going to fight in this world.
1: But... (laughs) But but do you remember what Caesar dreamt about? (laughs) He's like, I had a dream I fucked my mom. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, answer me, Oracle. And then it's like, it means you will have conquest over the earth because, you know, the earth is, you're fucking the earth or whatever. He's like, oh, sweet. And then they're like, no, dude, this fucking means nothing. (laughs) Beware the Ides of March. He's like, never mind. (laughs) Bizarre. (laughs) <laughs> Literally has beware the Ides of March. No,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure that's not. Well, he
1: that. says beware the ideas of March. I don't know if that's a typo or. A no, he I says no. It's not that. What is it?
2: And he's like no. It's not that. It's something else like that. No, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then he says beware the brides the brides of Frankenstein. <laughs> like that doesn't even sound close. <laughs> and then then the, then the Dragon Ball Z fight continues while the world sleeps fitfully because their dreams are being upset by the fighting and that goes on and then there's
0: a so in the fight the uh morpheus because he's also called the morpheus who is the god of greek god of dreams i believe he wins by losing he lets dr d like actually like kill him with the stone but because the stone is him he crushes the stone Actually, like, oh, he crushes it. Yeah, he destroys. He destroys the stone, and that's he makes him destroy the stone. The
1: stone had been made from him; it was his kidney stone, and
2: (laughs) (laughs) he wore it as a necklace. Like, look how big it was. And I passed it. This was the stuff
0: of dreams (laughs) (laughs) and nightmares.
2: (laughs) Why do you think he wears all that goth black stuff? He's just so sad from his penis being ripped in half.
1: It had a kidney boulder, <laughs> and so because it was part of him and it had his power or some bullshit, um, by by destroying it, it released all of that power back to him. And you're like, all right, whatever. His body reabsorbed the kidney stone. Yeah, after it had been pulverized. It's like, Fuck! I knew I should have laid off drinking all that soda. <laughs> That's gonna be a problem. But then the you know the fucking. Mr. D thinks he won, and then at the end you see that giant goth broody guy is holding Dr. John D in his hand, like he's a little, he's a teeny little one. and He's like, "Are you gonna kill me?" And he's like, "No, because you ended up kind of helping me, like giving me back all my sweet dream power. So I'll just um." And I'm I'll just cool with the whole death orgy at the diner thing. That was fine. That was it. Was kind of hot. <laughs> I could have had this fight a lot earlier, but I was I was busy. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save some of those images to put in the dreams of a priest tonight. And then he puts them back in Arkham Asylum. And here is where it's very clear. It's the scarecrow. Yes. Because he's like, boo, go away, crows. <laughs> <laughs> he does say boo. <laughs> it's the first thing he says. If I only had a brain. Wrong guy, shit. And so that's the end of that. And then you get a r- dramatically different last episode issue for this volume, which without knowing what comes after this, I don't know if this is just like kind of a throwaway issue to like introduce a character or the start of something else, but it feels like it's a totally different arc of a story now. Because
2: I, I thought that the whole series was going to be him getting his stuff back, but he gets it all back by the end of this. So I was like, okay, I don't know what this is going to be about at all.
1: Well, by well, in the fir- well, if you think about it, the first seven issues he gets his shit back. That's about a tenth of the series. That's a yeah. sizable amount of time. But in the last one, he hangs out and he's in like, is he Washington Square Park? I think it out? is. Yeah, it's Washington Square Park, and he's just feeding pigeons. And then all of a sudden, hot Helena Bottom Carter shows up. <laughs> I I was also <laughs> thinking Helena Bottom <Bonham> Carter, <laughs> and she's like, "Hey, what's going on?" And and I was like, "Did I miss something?" <laughs> <laughs> did is this, well, really I was like, did I fucking pirate the wrong version? <laughs> 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 um,
0: and then she, she this 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 last chapter is called "The Sound of Her Wings"
2: because so it turns cool. out that he is uh, the brother of Death, who is a hot goth girl in
1: this universe. They will they will hurt you. Those hot goth girls, yeah, and then. He now reveals to her after with like a century, Hey, remember when I went missing for 70 years? They were trying to get you, but they got me. And she's like, Wow. And she says, uh, Yeah, I know. I don't give a shit. It's a bummer. <laughs> like, he was like, Dude, we're eternal. Who gives a fuck? He's like, That meant nothing to you in the scheme of things. <laughs> That's 70 years. And he's like, All right, I'm going to keep feeding these pigeons. And they go and on an she adventure. She takes them on a grand tour. With her.
0: Yeah, of like, oh, this guy, and basically like, you know, where people die. And she appears in random people's apartments as they
1: die. And like, oh, is
0: this really it? Yep, yes it is.
1: Sorry. I like that. For no reason at all, though, the first person they kill is an old Jew. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, oh, Okay. they do. Like, it's, it, like
0: And the second person is a stand-up comedian who literally
1: dies on yeah, stage. Yeah, like, that's the worst. And they, then they, I felt he kind of ruined it because then it kind of made the joke it should have been implied. She's like, well, uh, I just realized that's every comedian's nightmare, dying on stage. <laughs> it should have been more. I feel like that was funnier. It would have been
2: okay if he killed Fozzie Bear and he said that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to go back to the old Jew for a second because it's really weird. Like, they find this old man, and he's wearing a yarmulke, and, like, whatever. But then he's, like, pretending to be a gypsy. It's like, let me play my gypsy songs. He's like, I'm not really a gypsy. I'm a Jew. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. you're you're dead now. And he's like, oh, shit, let me say the fucking Kaddish, or whatever the fuck that prayer is called. And... You're like, did, did that matter? No, no, it didn't. He just wanted to include those details because <laughs> because he could. And then they kill a bunch of other people, including a fucking baby. Yeah. the a quick baby. Fucking SIDS. And he's looking like a hardcore punk guy, SIDS Vicious. <laughs> Sorry. That one was just really Johnny Rotten. They find a whole bunch of other dead people, and then at the end, they go back and where they were back at the park. There was some stupid guy wearing '80s dad shorts playing soccer, and uh, and then they kill him too. No, it's fucking America. Don't I play see the soccer. symbolism. He gets
2: killed by an Audi because
1: he gets an owie. <laughs> <laughs> His name was Franklin,
2: and he's like, "It's cool." That my sister is a hot girl.
1: The end. I'm like
2: that's weird. Why did we
1: end with that? Well, it it like rejuvenates him. He gets his mojo back. He's like, now I know what I need. I, I found the salt. Here's what I he said. I have found the solace I sought, though not in the way I imagined. He's so crazy. Look at look at the position of his hands. What is he doing? Uh, when he's when he's jerking off his sand into his hand yeah, there at the end. He's absolutely. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nate, you see it now. I see you can. I see you can
2: see it. <laughs>
0: Which, second to last, last paddle. This one? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 right, right, right above that.
2: Top top, what? Right. top right.
0: Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Stretching
1: it out. <laughs> he's finding balls. some solace. <laughs> at least for a minute. <laughs> and then he's like, ah, I'm, I'm back. And you're like, oh, okay,
2: sure. I'm going to rebuild my house. Does anyone know a contractor? <laughs>
1: the end. <laughs> All right, yeah. So that's that's the first volume of 10 or so plus some random offshoot stuff. What do you guys think?
2: I dug it. I have no idea where it's going at all and it was hard to follow at times, but I think that's by design. Yeah. But I I I truly have no idea where it's going at this point because I thought it would be I got
0: to find all this stuff, but it's already done. So I don't know what's going to happen. So I've read almost no comic books ever in my life. Mm. Or graphic novels, really, besides Watchmen and uh, Fever Vendetta, I, I kind of never liked them. But I, you know what? I actually really did like this. I thought it was, I thought it was very interesting. Although I like the story, I kind of didn't like the art style. It's a little it's dated. Very dated. It, it it's like uh, yeah, maybe that was just it. Except because I've barely read any. Comics, so like why would I care about that? Doesn't, but it, it's kind of it's kind of
1: clunky. I don't, I don't really like the way it's. There drawn. were a few
2: pages I had trouble finding out what order the panels went in.
1: Oh yes, that habit. <laughs> that's the by time. design, I think, to be open for interpretation.
0: Dreams it's supposed to be more creative. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes definitely I mean, they did. I mean, like I said, I've hardly re- ever read any comics or graphic novels, so I'm definitely new to this, but. They tried some creative things about, you know, what order the panels go in, and I'm like zooming in and out of my iPad, like, does it go here first, or does it go over there? And it was a little, slightly annoying, but not the end of the world. It was fine. I don't know. I kind of didn't like the way it was drawn, but I I don't know why I even have an opinion on that, (laughs) what do I know? I really don't. I mean, you can
2: like, you can like or dislike something without knowing, you know, what it's Normal or not
0: I, I'm definitely not some connoisseur or purist Like, oh, this isn't the right way to do it I just, I don't know
1: Didn't like it, that's all Nice can fair. see that what did you think, Would you like the story, though? Yeah, yeah, I did I did like the story
0: I was confused at first, but, you know Then I got into it I think
2: a, a baseline of understanding Has been set for further ones They really don't hold your hand at all in this one But you kind of get it by the end
1: like the two, I noticed there's a lot of stuff here that Neil Gaiman would recycle in later books, you know, like just, just like what seem like little throwaway lines or almost like entire premises for other things. Like, the, I've only like, read like two or three other Neil Gaiman things. So I, I don't know. Like, well, for example, the three witches, they say something to the effect at one point, like we are all one person, right?
0: Yeah. And,
1: and like, that's the ocean at the end of the lane. That's that witch character is the same oh, thing. Those, oh,
2: the three witches kind of people, right?
1: And then with the Martian Manhunter, he's like that is an old god or some shit like that, and like the old gods concept, like that's the big part of the premise of American Gods. Like, I'm sure there are more. that I'm not remembering right now, but there's like a, he has like a bunch of cool ideas, and he just kind of keeps trying them in different configurations. Which is not to say he's lazy or, or anything, but. He definitely has uh he goes back to certain wells. Pools. <laughs> the end of lanes. Oceans. Does it make you want to read the next one?
2: Yeah, honestly, I mean this yeah. took me like yeah, two, two and a half hours, so it's like pretty easy. I I I liked it. I I have no no qualms whatsoever about reading the rest of them.
1: Yeah, I kinda wanted to.
2: Maybe we should uh It'll take us nine, ten years, so
1: uh, yeah I mean i think i i don't I have no idea where it can go, and i I don't want to look it up because I feel like it'll be a fucking wild ride yeah i I think that would ruin it but i'm going to try to force us to do them sooner than later because I don't want to fucking forget what happened in this one He got his pocket sand back he his his beet sand and his helmet so he could just ruby it out <laughs> I will say the helmet is
2: pretty stupid yeah, it's like very insect like Okay. It's like a World War One gas mask with an elephant trunk,
1: but the top part of it covers your whole head and it makes it look like a scrotum. <laughs> and it's like a big ball sack on your head.
2: It's like, why do you, why do you, really need this? I don't really understand.
1: You're a God. I don't want it, I don't want it to taint my hair. <laughs> I have a lot of product in there.
0: It's a hermit.
1: <laughs> so
0: how does it compare? How does Sandman Volume 1 compared to the other graphic novels we've done, Watchmen and uh, V for Vendetta.
2: I think they're, I feel like aside from them being graphic novels, they have nothing in
1: common. Watchmen and V for Vendetta were very targeted.
2: Those, those have, because it's both Alan Moore kind of stories. But like this, like it's like, I think besides
1: the medium, that's about it. Well, I mean, I think that. They all are from around the same time, right? Mm. A time when comic books were... Some artists or some writers or whatever were trying to make comic books a much more serious and um, darker thing. And then this is not necessarily a serious story, at least yet, but it's definitely dark and weird when the average comic book was about fucking stupid comic book shit. (laughs) Like, nothing... Whereas Watchmen is making fun of stupid comic book shit. I feel like if, if I had to make any prediction about what, about where this is going to go, it's going to, I feel like it'll get very heady and, you know, what a death and dreams and more shit like that, which is again very different than what was happening in comic books in 1988 and whatever this came out. So in that sense, it is similar to Viva Vendetta and Watchmen. So those are much more about like political stuff. this is more just like more philosophical or existential kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. What do you think, Nate? I agree that they're very different. Um, I want to say I might have actually liked this one the most, Uh, which I'm sure is blasphemous to even say. But I want to say V for Vendetta, I didn't like that much. I mean, it was fine. It was fine, but I didn't like it a lot. And Watchmen was interesting, but because it's commenting on sort of the nature of superheroes, superhero comic books, and I haven't read many of them, maybe it was a little bit lost on me. Whereas this isn't trying to do that. It's just trying to be a more serious, complex comic book, I guess. So, I don't know. I Maybe I just liked it better. It's like a picture
1: I have book, to, like, get into comic
0: book. books. I have to, it, yes, I have to kind of get into comic books in order to be more in tune with the satire about comic books. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: I just, I think um, give, I think part of the issue with V for Vendetta and somewhat less with Watchmen is it takes itself very seriously. You know, like Alan Moore is, was not known for uh, taking anything lightly. <laughs> right, and I mean, it's like, he is, I, these are my thoughts. These are important things, you know. Um, this hasn't gotten there yet. It does feel a little pretentious at points. And I'm sure that I'll get Neil more so. Gaiman. But Neil Gaiman's also like weird enough that for me, at least, it works. Yeah, because it's but he weird... can be a he can be a little pretentious. Of course, he can. He's he's, he's English, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do. So I think that, they can't help it. So I think that this has that going for it, and also it is wildly unpredictable. Where even like it, it probably didn't help that we had. I think we had all seen Viva Vendetta* before we read it. We had all seen *Watchmen* before we read it said, know the plot, know what was happening. Here, I have fucking no idea where this is going to go. So I am a little more interested to read it for that purpose. What to what read them all before the show
2: comes out? Well, you could churn them out if we want. No, I'm sure that the first season show will probably just be like approximately this. Though I have no idea what they're going to do with it, so
1: maybe not. Though, you know, if the show is a hit, there are many lazy bastards who wouldn't want to listen to someone else tell them about it than actually read it themselves. <laughs> We and could be those we guys. We
0: cut the amount of time in half. <laughs> you can read it in approximately twice the time. And we're going to add. You heard us tell you about I it. I mean,
1: I don't know the exact figure, but I'm saying conservatively, 800 percent more fart and dick jokes <laughs> than the show. So nice round number. Well,
0: how do you? You can't divide by zero,
1: so. <laughs> so it's infinity percent more. I bet there's at least one. Like the Sandman is like, pull my finger. <laughs> in your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so who, well, did we say who should read it? Who should read it? Um, Nerds. Okay, If well, if you're really
0: into comic books, then you probably read it already. You know,
1: I just Googled best comics of all time, and I found three different nerd websites. And number one was Watchmen, but in the top five of all of them was also Sandman, Sandman. So it is. The Sandman is his last the name. The Sandman. Yeah. yeah, he's like. Oh, Hello, I'm Leonard Sandman. The, yeah, the accountant <laughs> of The Watchmen. <laughs> I'm the Sandman. Lev Sandman. <laughs> um, so it's up there in terms of, of uh, comic, pom, comic book uh, esteem. So if you are a comic book, Nate, uh, what the fuck am I saying? If you're a comic As, book, Nate,
0: if I'm a comic book.
1: If you are a comic book fan, comma Nate, you've definitely read this already. And if you're a virgin, I have read it too. <laughs> There's a couple of in it. But what if you're so, not a comic book person? What if that's not your thing, right? Like, Nate, you and I don't read a lot of graphic novels. And I think both of I. us weren't, like, overwhelmed. Well, you fucking love you for Vendetta.
2: I mean, those are the only two I've read. And Mouse. And Bone. You read Bone? I read Bone, yes. Okay, so and I'm still in, like,
1: five,
2: which is not a lot.
1: <laughs> I never got think think, either. Thinking about it now, I've probably read the most of them. <laughs> but <laughs> it's not it's not like my thing. I don't like I have not tried to work my way through the hits. I'm just kind of no. pick up things randomly here or there as I see them. Um but if you're not a fan of graphic novels, would this be something worth looking into? If you've never read one, um it
2: it might take some getting used to because of the you know, it's not exactly linear word-wise i mean it's if you like fantasy you probably would like it if you like neil Gaiman, you'll like it it doesn't matter if it's a pictures or
0: not pictures if you're into that weird shit yeah apparently there is an audiobook version of this but i did not listen wow, to it what
1: the <laughs> fuck would that be like i don't know panel 311 there is a tall gaunt man
2: Okay, so His next year for Punishment no. Book, we have to read the novelization of the audiobook
1: of the graphic <laughs> novel. <laughs> now, according to Wikipedia, in 2020... I think it's a, in I think it's a new thing. I, saw, I remember seeing the advertisements for this. In 2020, a full-cast
0: audio drama comprising the first three volumes of the series was released exclusively through Audible, narrated by Gaiman, dramatized and directed by Dirk Maggs, and starring James McAvoy as Morpheus. Mm-hmm. So they, like, got... Is he, he least, gonna be him in the
2: show or is that just they got like a,
0: actual character voice actors? Uh, they got character like real like actors and like character voice actors to really do it. Uh Joseph Gordon Levitt was gonna be in it, but now he's not. I think this is one of those things they're like planning to make for about since it oh, came out. Gwendolyn Christie
1: as Lucifer. Tom Sturridge is I playing Dream. Them. I have no idea who that is. I have no idea who that is either. Actually, I don't know any of these fucking names. I'm looking at them. Oh, Charles Dance! So
0: that Charles Dance also in Game of Thrones. Who is he? In in this I mean. Roderick Burgess.
1: Oh, you'd recognize Charles he's Dance. He I no, no old he's, old that's he's Tywin,
0: but um, he he's the old guy who oh, does the cult imprisons oh, okay. him the first at the first
2: relatively small part. Then, well, they may they might change Not things yet. out. Well, I mean, when is it coming out?
0: Like in a while, right? Allegedly. Um. Okay. It says mid twenty twenty two. So <laughs> sometime this year. It's supposed to come out. We'll be ready. Oh. Jenna Coleman is him. It's still Stephen Fry is in it. That guy's in everything.
1: Including Jenna, Jenna Coleman? Coleman?
0: Patton Oswalt is in it.
1: What? As the voice of Matthew the Raven. Dreams of All right. So <laughs> clearly more shit than we've seen. We should do the next couple of uh, issues. I guess so. I like how they made one change. He's not held captive for 70 years. It's 105 years. So when he wakes, gets free, it's the present.
2: <laughs>
1: instead of making him just get caught in, you know, whatever, 1940. Oh, they made
2: Jenna Coleman as Joanna Constantine instead of John Constantine.
1: Yeah, they did some gender swaps. She was on Doctor Who. Uh,
0: okay, no, it, it actually says... A descendant, no an ancestor of John Constantine. I don't know. So I mean I yes, they did a gender swap, but then they also like didn't just do a gender swap. They were just like, oh, it's a different character, but does the same thing, I guess. Because she plays an eighteenth century version of John Constantine, I guess. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm sure uh, it'll be interesting.
2: Oh, uh, fucking the mute, 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 Melted
1: Face Man is uh, Professor Lupin. Well, I say here the first season is going to be Preludes and Nocturnes and the oh, yeah. next volume, which is called The Doll's House. Oh, they're just going to smash him in there. Okay. Oh, so it's going to be two volumes. All right, gentlemen, we know what we're hmm. reading
0: next. Tell us what you thought. Tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkeyesbookclub at gmail.com.
1: And follow us on Twitter at drunkeyesbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunk guys book Club we never did the patreon poll uh patreon pitch this episode but you know there's the patreon uh if you want to help us out there and if you don't want to do that you could also help us out by just leaving us a review or telling people to listen to it in their dreams or when they're awake and you can also join us on goodreads where
2: we read things that are here where
0: we are and where you are too And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening.